on this edition of the Poundcast, we kick off our first episode of 2016 with a lightning round of Super Bowl 50 reactions. So now from the Pounding Grain podcasting studio, now featuring less echoes, uh, <laughs> I'm Jackson Murphy and I'm here with my always faithful companion, Nick Kewen. Hi guys. <laughs> hi, hi, Poundcast listeners. <laughs> You're our greatest fans. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. It's a, a it was an indefinite hiatus. Yes, but uh, we're back in 2016. So the hiatus was definite. It was short. It was. It was holidays. You went to China. I went to China. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a brief time that uh, we didn't know when the Poundcast was going to be going again, but it's 2016. And here we are. Yeah, New Year. Post-Super Bowl 50. Wow. Can so, you even believe we made it this far? 50 <laughs> of them. <laughs> 50 Super Bowls. It is kind of crazy that I... Well, it just makes me feel old that I've been around for quite a few of those. All 50? No. <laughs> that's, a, that's an old joke. Right. I like it. I like it. Well, you didn't specify how many. I don't know. Quite a few of them. Fair enough. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, let's not, we don't need to let every, the whole internet know how old we are. A number of them. Yeah, a number of them. Okay. Yeah, more than less than. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so here's the. I'm gonna sucker you with my first question, Nick. Uh-oh. Did you even watch the Super Bowl? Um, Wait, I'm gonna go back one notch. Do you even have cable to watch said Super Bowl? I do not have cable or a TV. You're such a modern man. I'm a true millennial. Yeah, I know. Well, I wasn't gonna. I was gonna lump you all with the all the millennials, but I thought I I knew you you didn't have cable, but I. I guess it would TV be TV is a surprise. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be a generalization to lump all millennials, but uh, the demographic that I am, being a millennial that lives in downtown Toronto, as far most of my friends don't really have TVs either. Cord cutters. Cord cutters. Yeah. Streamers. I guess streamers. Most of us just watch it on our computer. I guess some people are, have bought TVs that they you know connect to their computers, but even most most people that I know just don't even bother with that anymore. It's so hard. You move around a lot, and it's one more thing to carry with you, and you move somewhere else. And I, I well, again, I don't want to generalize, but no, I don't have one. I think it's interesting because not that that correlates to the fact that last night uh, less people watched it than the year before. Mm-hmm. Could have been the game. Could have been. People weren't interested in the teams as much. Maybe Tom Brady wasn't playing, so less people watched. But 111.9 million viewers versus 114.4 million viewers in 2015. So probably less people are going to be watching in that. I didn't see that like CBS and the NFL released that they had an additional 1.5 million people who watched it on their apps and stuff. Just kind of an interesting stat that they don't include in the regular. Can can they track that that metric? I mean, like, yeah. it depends if it's apps or if it's. Illegal. I think it's the CBS streaming app and the NFL. You could stream it on either of those apps. I wonder if there's any sort of uh, uh, estimates at illegal streaming. I couldn't find that, but yeah, I would I would imagine that that would be like a big thing as well. Um, so that was so viewership was down, and then the social was also down. I, I was doing some research the, this morning post game. Twitter down around twenty five percent, like sixty million at like two hundred million times. So like both are less people watched, less people were talking about it, and maybe it was the teams, maybe it was the game. Like cliche defense beats 
offense equals boring game and no one really cared. But just interesting that, like, <clears throat> that was the sort of state of affairs that it was less exciting as it was in, pre- in the previous year. What, what about Instagram? Instagram could not find the, the data yet. Like, it's not one of those things that, like, every article... That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Every article this morning just talks about Twitter and Facebook doesn't really get into, like, how many people were talking about it on Snapchat or Instagram or Periscope or... Right. So as the sensationalist stories go, it's more about what apps are, are lagging rather than what are... Yeah. Well, I think that traditionally those two platforms have been what people have been talking about, and they're the ones that report data. Right. Instagram doesn't, like, share kind of, like, real-time data out very often, other than how many people are, are using the platform. So what about the inevitable spike at the halftime show? Was there... Well, that was... In, it was interesting because I, I noted that... Um, uh, it was, um, I was looking through, <laughs> through, looking through my show notes, my professional show notes. I think because it was a really safe halftime show, mm-hmm. like Coldplay plus Beyonce plus Bruno Mars. Uh, the, the stats on Facebook were that Coldplay got more talk and mentions than even Beyonce. Mm. But it was, it was like flawless. Like it was like, yeah. like a great performance. Everyone was like, oh my God, Beyonce is amazing. There was like one clip they like sensationalized on, on Twitter where she almost fell. Where if she'd fallen, it would have been like, it would have broken the internet. Yeah. But because she'd like recovered, what could people talk about? Remember the days of wardrobe malfunctions. I know. <laughs> yeah. Justin. Timberlake Where was the wardrobe malfunction? I, exactly. That's what people want to talk about. They don't want to talk about nothing happening. Remember, uh, what was it two years ago? The Red Hot Chili Peppers were playing? Yeah. With uh, their instruments clearly not plugged into anything? <laughs> I, last night, I, I'm not an expert, but it did look like there was some really good lip syncing happening by... I mean, Bruno Mars is dancing like right. a crazy person. Like, you don't expect him to be dancing and singing, Yeah. but it, it looked quite obvious that there was some... Uh, well, after the... Um, that Red Hot Chili Peppers incident, Flea came out with a statement, I remember, that basically said, the NFL won't let us play live. Yeah. So I don't know if that's really surprising, but that's a thing. They let Gaga do the, the uh, national anthem live. Really? Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. And she, the people bet on it. Was, um, I, I thought she quit singing. Oh, apparently not. No, she's on, she's, she's everywhere now. Oscars, Grammy Awards. She's a triple threat. Triple threat, yeah. But but even her, she outdid expectations and was like completely normal, no meat suit. Mm-hmm. Um, did it under time, like everyone thought she was going to be long and it was like under the two minutes and 21 second over under that Las Vegas had, because people bet on it crazy. for some crazy reason. They'll like, bet on anything. Even the uh, the length of the, uh, the uh, national anthem. Do, do we have any like social media metrics for specific events? Do you know, like during Lady Gaga, was there a spike? I think there was a, the the top four events according to Twitter were the minute after halftime and the halftime show ending. People were talking about halftime show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like two. Uh, the next two. Of, the next event was like one of the like big. Uh, touchdowns or plays in the game, mm-hmm. then Gaga's uh, uh, national anthem, and then another play. Okay. 
and then the end of the game. Those were the, kind of the top five moments on Twitter. It's it's really you know interesting hearing that uh, is that fifty percent of those had nothing to do with football. Yeah, it, it it really speaks volumes about what an entertainment event this is, more so than a football game. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's 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 an event in like the same way that Valentine's Day is. Like, the amount of money that people spend to do their parties and stuff is almost as much as the amount of money that people spend on Valentine's Day. I think like they spend like four fourteen point five billion dollars on Super Bowl Sundays for their wings and their beer and all that sort of stuff. But Americans, <clears throat> yeah. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> It's a huge event. It's a lot of chickens. Yeah. It's which a, lot is why, of, a lot of chicken wings. Yeah, which is why I'm going to bring us back to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which is why um, you know, why they charge $5 million this year for a 30-second um, advertisement, which is crazy. What, that, what do you think, though? Totally worth it. It seems like, well, you, you, you have an audience that's pretty locked in. They're not fast-forwarding through the commercials because they're watching a live event. Mm-hmm. People tune generally tune in and are excited about watching commercials, which must blow your mind. There's a, there's no other event yeah, that I can think of where people like, are talking about the commercials yeah, to and, such a degree, and almost more so than the the other things. But yeah. there's good reason as we we picked a few favorites. We did that we we watched. Um, so a couple of the the big ads uh, yesterday were. The Doritos ultrasound spot. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure everyone's watched this because um, they got about nine million views on YouTube mm-hmm. um, up but to last night, and then plus the time, the 111 million people watching it. Mm-hmm. So Doritos, it's an ultrasound. Mom, dad, dad's at the ultrasound eating Doritos, which seems h- highly inappropriate but hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then the child in the ultrasound seems preoccupied by the amazing Doritos, so much so that uh, when uh, the mother grabs a Dorito to the husband's hand and throws it away, mm-hmm. the baby shoots <laughs> out of the mom going after the Dorito. Yeah, but just to temper that a little bit, because my imagination could run wild with that. <laughs> it's sort of alluded to, the shooting out. Yes. Yeah, you don't actually see the... the ch- Unborn child. Well, then it would be cool. yeah to grab the Dorito. To grab the Dorito, yeah. it is it is sort of like implied that that happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's it's not actually horrifically gory. No, but that, that one got uh, about two hundred thirty eight thousand tweets during the game of people talking about it. Some positive, some interesting because um, the National Abortion Rights Action League. Uh, used it as an opportunity to talk about how the ad, you know, was humanizing fetuses and portraying dads as cliched, clueless idiots and moms as being cliched, uptight mm-hmm. kind of people, which then, like, the whole... That's where Twitter really starts to go down a wormhole of discussion. Well, yeah, and, you know, I, I, I don't want to go down a wormhole of discussion about abortion, frankly, but I do have to say, or, or, or you know... Posit uh, to what degree the National Abortion Association or whatever it is jumped on that just because it was a great opportunity to get yeah. people talking. Like, were were they actually incensed by that commercial, or did they say, "Here's they our see, opportunity"? Yeah. Seize the opportunity with a huge 
a bunch of people looking. I mean, I'm going to say impartial and unbiased in any way on that topic, but I will say that's that's smart, smart move. Totally, and it kept the conversation going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and the the ad uh, when we both watched it uh, before the podcast, mm-hmm. it's 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 really well done and like. I believe I LOL'd. Yeah. <laughs> a legit LOL. Yeah. Confirmed on, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Now, compare that to the second one we watched, which was also a buzz builder. The puppy, monkey, baby uh, Mountain Dew spot. Yeah. Which was... This, this is the one where it, it seemed deliberately creepy. Yeah. You want a quick explanation of it? You want me to do that? I can do it. <laughs> you do. So it's this like... <laughs> group of guys watching the game and this uh, horrible creature comes out <laughs> that's I don't know if it's supposed to be cute or what but it has it has a dog's head like a pug and a monkey's body and a, a baby's legs and it it jumps around saying puppy monkey baby <laughs> it dances really yeah quite and it hands out Mountain Dew yeah it, it dances in actually quite terrifying fashion I would say now, in a strategic sense, it was the the idea was that it was three great things come together, just like this Mountain Dew, which was juice, caffeine, and mm-hmm. something else. <laughs> I can't remember. The Mountain thing. Dew itself, Mountain I Dew. think. Yeah, that yeah, was the Mountain Dew from the Mountain Mountain Dew tree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this one was was one where it it got again like about ten million views on YouTube by the end of last night. And then, uh, according to iSpot.tv, it was kind of n- the number one buzz uh, spot, w- which had you know, two point two million online views during the game and three hundred twenty six thousand social actions during the period of the game. So people were talking about it, mostly terrified dream type mm-hmm. analogies, but it, all in good fun. But still, just a, a like a crazy idea to spend five million dollars on. Puppy, monkey, baby, hashtag. <laughs> but so you'd say it was generally a negative response. Yeah, the like the, the 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 data was that more people were on the negative side than on the positive side on that one. Right. Yeah. But then the question arises as to uh, really whether it matters because people yeah. are talking about it at all. Totally. So I don't know. What yeah. do you think about that? I mean, it wasn't like it was the. Uh, the ad um, for Zyfexan. <laughs> well, what is Zyfexan? <laughs> well, that is is a pharma ad um, about irritable bowel syndrome and diarrhea, which oh. obviously that's the kind of ad you want to see while you're like just crushing down your face <laughs> with hot wings and nachos and beer. You want to see an ad about this. But the truly disturbing thing about this ad was not... Fair enough. You can do whatever you want in the ad. Mm-hmm. Obviously within reason. But it was... It's it's a, like a claymation intestine going to a sporting event. Mm-hmm. And the intestine gets uh, irritable bowel syndrome with right. diarrhea. It's very meta. <laughs> it is very meta. He's like a charming little intestine yeah, at the big game cheering on his team and then he uh, has to run for the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Which... It's entirely like, why would... Five million dollars. Yeah. It's tough to... I, I watched that one and I was pretty grossed out by it. But then again, 
not. He's not a horrible looking little critter. Really. He's, he's like, cute for an intestine. Yeah, he looks more like he looks like Earthworm Jim. Yeah. Oh, and he's all wrapped up because he's miles long. Exactly. Like a, he's like all coiled up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would not if I had a ticket to the Super Bowl. I would not take Zyphexen, um in, in, intestine boy with me. So. <laughs> That that one could be that that was you know not the best one necessarily but I you know hate to play the broken record here but uh, did people talk about it? Uh, ten well there was this ad and there was another one about constipation, which we didn't watch, uh, that generated ten thousand tweets about that topic uh, in the first half of the game. About the product or the topic? Mostly the topic and how <laughs> inappropriate it was. So I think it was a backfire. I don't know. Is that a backfire? Well, I don't know if, like... It, it, the same it people who are arguing that it's inappropriate can't wait to talk about it. Yes, I think it was more just, like, do is it going to make you, like, go down to the store and get that product, like, in the next 72 hours? I mean, it depends what your need is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the need arises, that product might be burned into your brain. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it, I, th- I think just to, to like bring us down and, and close us down for our first podcast of the year. Mm-hmm. I think it's the if you spend five million dollars on a TV spot mm-hmm. in 2016, or what else could you do with that money? And uh, I had a few things that you could do with the money. Mm-hmm. So you could, with five million dollars, you could. Um, Take over the New York Times homepage for 16 days. Wow. Which, that seems like really powerful. Yeah, you, that would cause an outrage. And I doubt that they would allow that, but... Well, they sell it every day, so, like, that. Oh, I guess so. that's based on, like, what you could buy as, like, an advertiser to take over. It would be a bold move. Yeah. 16 days may be excessive <laughs> if, if you're, if you're Zyfax and <laughs> on the cover of the New York, New York Times homepage. Uh, for $5 million, you could also buy 2.5 billion Instagram impressions. Wow. So you could reach a lot of Instagrammers mm-hmm. who might be annoyed by you. Uh, you could... I, I read that you could um, reach every Twitter user 10 times over <laughs> through 3 billion impressions for $5 million. Wow. So you could tell people 10 times about your product. Uh, you could get a week's worth of Snapchat lenses, meaning mm-hmm. the filters um, that you would get. So you could buy a week's worth of that because mm-hmm. every day they're quite expensive. And what I thought I'd lead us to is that Gatorade had a really great Snapchat uh, filter or lens, whatever they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Gatorade where you like use the filter and then the bucket of Gatorade dumps all over you. I saw that. Which was quite, I thought, fun. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So you could do that for seven days versus one 30-second kick in the can. So are you arguing for one over the other? I would argue for the digital stuff. If I was... I think, like, after all the stats, the opening thing about you maybe not having a television or watching the game mm-hmm. that engaging people on these newer platforms like Snapchat or Instagram could, you don't even, I probably don't even have to spend $5 million to get a better bang for your buck and really talk to people. You could definitely talk to them more. Yeah. But you might be talking more intimately to a smaller group of people. Yeah. That's the one thing that you'd have to be 
yeah. great about it, I guess. You didn't even mention the amazing stunt that you could pull. For $5 million? Yeah. I, I mean, you could buy a rocket off of NASA and blast it to the moon just because you could. You could do a lot. You, you could see the Mountain Dew rocket. Absolutely. Mountain Dew moon blast. <laughs> you could. Also, I noted uh, this was a digiday.com um, article. You could also hire 40 people from a advertising agency to work for you for a year. <laughs> so you could so just you have could, like endless content. So you, you could hire a small advertising army. Yes. So, so just think of what you could do with that over the course of a year. You know what you'd do? What, what I would do? No, the, no, those people. They'd create an amazing Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. The, the $5 million just to run this, the, the ad is only part of the, the puzzle. Yeah. I'm sure when you just have like a, a, a CG intestine, it's not going to cost you that much. But uh, when you have, like Bud Light had every celebrity star in their ad, right. it's not going to cost you, you know, 10 grand to make that spot. To mm-hmm. have um, Seth Rogen and Amy Schumer and Paul Rudd and a bunch of other people in your ad, all that adds up. They're probably spending a couple million dollars just making their ad mm-hmm. uh, to sell Bud Light. Who even... This, you didn't even have to try to sell that. I know. This, this stuff sells itself. Yes. <laughs> we wish our, <laughs> we wish our podcast could be sponsored by Bud Light. <laughs> uh, and that, that's kind of Super Bowl. A little wrap-up. All right. Until uh, next time. Shorter, punchier podcast for 2016. Podcast Season 2, Episode 1. In the can. In the can. Thanks, Nick. Thank you, Jackson. <laughs>